to all our dads out there and moms welcome to another episode of the fade you podcast a special episode of the fade you podcast thank you so much for listening make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at fade you sports and make sure you subscribe to the pod make sure you share the pod we want all the listens of our great podcast here with all our dads this is episode 68 it is labor day weekend we're recording on september 5th 2021. My name is Matthew James. I have a spectacular group of dads joining me on this special Dennis-focused episode. Chris Duke, driving somewhere. Yeah, I've got to go help the wifey. The fiance just moved into a new spot, so i got to help her uh, move the bed in. But yeah, not to fear. I'll be uh, close to my phone all day, even though we know Dan. I text him at 8.30, and he goes, no way, I'm not missing the 9 a.m. games proceeds to wait till 8 55 this is on west coast time you guys uh, out in the east coast or riley out there in tulsa cock got till 10 55 but yes sir unbelievable last minute kind of guy i think it was more like 8 58 not 8 55 he get ready for this all season he's gonna go right down to the wire for that 10 a.m nfl games he's gonna text three minutes before with like 10 picks so get ready for that Joe, you look like you're settled in for an epic college football Saturday. Oh, yeah, man. I'm sitting here in my office. I got two games going in front of me. Super excited. Just waiting for my Bulldogs to beat the shit out of the uh, Oregon Ducks in about Ooh. an hour and a half. So uh, it's going to be a good one. I saw that number go from 21 to 19. But, yeah, I'm it's a gen all day other than a uh, stupid fantasy football league, which we don't talk about on here because we're a sports betting podcast. I don't think you should be allowed to have a fantasy football draft on the first full Saturday of college football. That seems like it shouldn't be allowed. Well, they're all college football guys, too, so we'll be totally fine. Um, I'm just going to, you know, between my fade den text groups and all that other bullshit, I'll be uh, drafting dumb players and probably finishing dead last because I don't care about fantasy sports. We are thrilled and feel so loved to be joined once again on the pod by the Merce, the Freck. Riley's back. Riley, are you ready for Central Time football? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, hello, everybody. Hello to um, the dads and to the listeners. Happy uh, pro and college football season um, to everybody. And good luck on all of your endeavors. Yes, I'm excited. Uh, so I will be the first NFL game will be starting for me at 12 noon. That's exciting because. It allows me to maybe cure a hangover, maybe get some things done in the morning, be semi-productive before I sit in front of the TV and gamble all day. <laughs> and fire some team total overs. And yeah. fire some team total overs. <laughs> now I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to stay away from that. Um it, it, that's what somebody that's what a stubborn addicted person would do and um somebody like that's what den would do um i have broken free from the team totals i have broken free i don't know about that i was gonna say that sounds ambitious yeah I'm, i've i've realized okay they're stupid they're not profitable i'm not good at picking them i must let them go 
you you have about, to have the self-awareness riley how about you just tell everybody what you did because they're not probably they're probably confused so what would you do with uh 10 plays in regards to team totals just and, why, your and why have yeah. and why have you realized that that's bad um you know okay so for yeah for the listeners that don't know okay so for example for today Dennis comes in. He is on Oklahoma versus Tulane. Shocking. And it wouldn't okay. be profitable today. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be profitable today. Um, okay, he's on Oklahoma first half and full. Great. I go in, book Tulane first half and full. But being addicted and wanting more action, you know, I, I fuck with it. And I will bet Tulane team total first half because I justify it as it being, you know, it's still anti-den. And I get I get to scratch my itch a little bit betting like in over. So and you know what? And it really did go back and forth. I mean, Chris, you were you were kind of tracking along with me. I mean, it, it's not the worst way to go. I'll, I'll, I'll say you, that. I think you did it wrong, though. I think you should have done it, for this example, Oklahoma team total unders. But you have to go over because you're an over God. So I understand. But I feel like the more profitable way to fire the under on on. Uh, the team that Den is betting on. That's the that, ultimate anti-Den. That, yeah, I guess I ne- that never even crossed my mind because I'm just so fixated on overs. <laughs> but I think maybe we, I think maybe we did that a couple times. Um, or, or for example, if he takes, you know, um, yeah, like yeah, like you said, Joe, if he's on Oklahoma, let's take the under team total. But no, it's best if you're fading Den, just go opposite of what he's picking and leave it alone. I wonder if it would be correlated to be if Den's on a fave, therefore you need the dog. I wonder if that would be correlated to the under on the Den side team total. But if Den was on a dog and you needed the favor, I wonder if it would be correlated to the over on the team total. I don't know. It, it might could, be worth, I mean, yeah. Might be worth tracking. Maybe we could maybe yeah. make, make Bob yeah. dig into this. Yeah, there you go. Put Bob to work. Or you could just forget about all of it. And trust Fade Den, because as it stands right now, heading into Labor Day weekend, we are up all time 56.7 units fading Den. Believe it or not, slightly down a little bit in August and the first part of September. Uh, The first year of tracking was 57.3, and we now stand at 56.7. So it hasn't quite happened yet, but you know, one of these college football Saturdays, Chris Duke, one of these upcoming first few weeks at NFL, he's got a three and thirteen in him. Yeah, I'm yep, hoping he has Saturday. I just hope he does it on a Saturday and a Sunday, so we have a weekend of plus twenty units or something like that. All right, first things first. A little bit of order of business. I was convinced a hundred thousand percent that Dennis would be on Wisconsin. This morning against Penn State, it was that five and a half number. Chris, that's your favorite. I said I will S-word if Den is not on Wisconsin. So cheers, dads. Cheers. A little, yes. a little S-word I, at 9.45 a.m. Nice. 9.45 a.m. S to get the day going. So we wanted, to, uh, we wanted to do this episode because it's football season. We want to talk about and share with people why Dennis and why people who bet like Dennis won't beat the book betting football the way they do. And we've got a little bit of list here, and I'm sure the dads, you guys have followed Den a lot longer than I have, and you can add some things. But I think, I guess first and foremost, and he didn't really do this today, but he definitely will do it throughout the season. Number one, way too many bets. I mean, 
Joe, I'll let you touch on this. It It's really hard to beat the book, right? 52.4%. If you can fire 54, 55%, you're basically a professional better. The more bets you do, the harder it is to, to hit that number. And Dennis is a degen. He just can't help himself. So first and foremost, just way too many bets. Yeah, as a fellow degen, I fall victim to this too, firing way too many things. I just fall in love with certain narratives and I just can't help myself but fire. But uh, yeah, you're definitely better off just, you know, not as high of volume like he, he is, but he also does a lot of really dumb shit with his bets as well. So, but yeah, I don't know. The, it's better to dig in and, and do a deep dive on a game, then make your decision rather than just fire at the hip like Den does, you know, like second half. Oh, fuck. Quarterbacks rattled. Second half. <laughs> money line plus 350. Like that's the, you're just pissing units away doing that. Yeah, you might hit it one out of every 30 times, but come on, man. Chris, the volume really comes out during football season and uh, you just kind of shake your head and you know he needs action and you expect him to be firing in the 9 a.m. window, the noon window, the 4.30 window. Like He's going to be firing all day, just absolutely, like Joe said, firing from the hip. And there's just no way with the amount he bets and the, the sheer number of plays that he could ever be profitable. Yeah, I was shocked that he only went with two plays today with the, and this morning with Oklahoma. I thought he'd be on some overs, some all kinds of shit. Because usually with NFL, he fires at least three. He usually picks like a round robin and hits like three first half and full. So it's like at least six games, six bets. So I'm shocked. But we've got a lot of football today. He's got 11 a.m. games, noon games, 1.30. Bam is playing later. My – my big thing, I think I said something to Kelly and the guys in that group. If he's not on LSU or if he's on UCLA, I'll line up a few beers and chug him. So that's my big – I think he's going to be on LSU. He probably thinks that's free money going to the lowly Pac-12 with the SEC team. So too many bets for Dan. Riley, I'll let you touch on this next one. Not, and this totally goes hand in hand. Not only too many bets, but he bets the same game multiple ways – First halves, full. Sometimes he wades into team total overs and things like that so that when he is on the wrong side, which our spreadsheet proves he is more often than not, it really just amplifies the damage for him when he he can go 0 for 3 on an NFL bet in a single game. Yeah, his you know, his his problem as far as volume goes, you know, he 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 just does not put himself in a position to succeed. He's paying he's he's paying so much tax on all of these losing bets. It puts him behind. And so he he goes into chase mode. It's like he's always in chase mode and he never puts himself in a position to be up and maybe takes some bets that he wouldn't take if he was down, already down, you know, three, four hundred bucks. Um but um and I'm sorry repeat the question one more time, Matt. I'm well, just talking about him betting the same game so many ways. Oh, yes, says, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, well, he, he, what he does is he puts all of his eggs in one basket. He looks at the game and he goes, okay, Oklahoma versus Tulane. He didn't really do it this this time, but for, just for example, Oklahoma versus Tulane. Okay, I like Oklahoma to blow him out. Let me take Oklahoma first quarter, first half, and full. Let me take the over. And basically, if there's any variation of that, you know, like, okay, Tulane jumps out first quarter, they score first. I mean, his, his, his game, the game is already ruined for him. He puts all of his eggs into one basket. And unless the favorite destroys and scores a bunch of points, 
he's he's not going to win. And Chris, we've seen that that's pretty rare. Like it's really rare for Dennis to do what he did last night in the Michigan State game where he fires Michigan State first half and full and he's on the right side the whole entire way. That That's a pretty small number of games that Dennis is fully on the right side on. So what Riley's saying is absolutely right. He doesn't really ever nail a game every which way. Yeah, it's hard enough to win one bet, let alone fucking five, if you're doing it on one game, you know. And uh, like Riley said, he's laying so much. I mean, every it's almost like every other, you know, bet he has in is minus 120, minus 125. You know, he's laying these dogs or these favorites. When you're betting first quarter and you're, you're getting, you know, in pros, it's usually minus a half point, right? But the home team that's laying seven is going to be like minus 125 on the, on the line. And same with college football. He'll take, you know, a first quarter minus three and a half laying minus 150. So you can't lay, you know, it's hard enough to win bets when you're laying minus 105 or minus 110. When you go up that high, and, you know, he's even had some – he usually avoids the minus 140s, but some get up into the minus 130 range, and he's like, yep, do it. And it's just a, you just, just too much of a, a hill to climb, you know, when you're trying to beat the book. So if you guys are new to the pod, if you're new to Fade Den and you're, you're wondering, like, who is this guy? Like, who's this guy that just fires massive volume and bets first quarter, first half full team totals – one thing I really recommend you do is go back through our catalog of pods. Episode 33 is titled The Book of Den. That's where this same group of dads right here talked about who Dennis is, how we met him, how long we've been fading his actions. So that would be a really good one to go back and check out. We do have more. It gets worse. We're going to take a quick break, come back with the really bad Gen stuff. Okay, third reason that Den loses long-term. Chris, we touched on this earlier. This guy will wait till five minutes before kickoff when the line has been up for a week, or in the case of week one, multiple weeks, and he will always, well, I shouldn't say always, more often than not, he will get the worst of the number. A team could have been minus four and a half earlier in the week, and then it's inflated to six and a half by right before kickoff. Den doesn't care. Whatever the number is, he'll lay it. So waiting until the last minute to bet and getting the worst of the number, not a good way to win long-term. Matt, I'll touch on that. Yeah, um, go ahead. Um, it, that, and that's, that's what's so funny when Chris sends the screenshots of their conversation. Yeah. You know, okay, what's Den on? What he'll say is like for today, again, example, Oklahoma. He says, give me Oklahoma first half in full. He has, he, he has no care in the world as to what the line, what the, what the odds are, what the line is. He knows he wants to bet. He wants to bet Oklahoma to beat Tulane. I mean, really it could be Oklahoma minus 55 and he would not know. He does not pay attention to that. So I think that just speaks to how he, when he wants to make a a bet, he hones in on the school. He hone, he hones in on the name and, and he runs with that. He does not take a glance at the odds to see, you know, what the actual spread is. Yeah, Joe, yeah, let's go. go well, and going back to our last pod, too, I was talking about key numbers. Like, he doesn't give two shits about those, obviously. But like Riley said, he, Chris could send a fake screenshot be like, hey, it's actually uh, Oklahoma minus 47 and a half. He'd be like, all right, go Sooners. <laughs> like, this dude doesn't know. Boomer so, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he doesn't care about those key numbers that, you know, we, we, like to, we like to take advantage of where we can't with hooks and stuff like that. 
And again, those edges are so important. And Chris, just make sure everybody understands for the people who think that they're going to get cute and see one of Dennis's. Oh, that's that's actually a good play. I kind of like that, too. Maybe Den's onto something. Don't fool yourself into thinking that Dennis is someone who is watching the line move all week and is like, okay, now I really like it. That's not happening at all. He is just glancing at the slate and firing without much thought in the world, other than what Riley said. It's it's the brand name. It's the school. It's that they're playing a school he's not familiar with. Yeah, Dan has no sense of, uh, you know, we like to pride ourselves on having a little bit of a nice nose and sniff out some lines. Dan has no sense of smell. He has permanent COVID because uh, he he sees, you know, reverse line moving. He'll like lick his chops and go, oh, man, LSU was fucking minus four. Now it's two and a half, like. First of all, I don't even know if he's paying attention to line moves. Second of all, he just goes, "Ooh, that's that looks juicy. Give me the, give me the Tigers, you know, free money." So as opposed to us, we're going, "Holy shit, all the money's on LSU, but the line's coming down like that. That's something ain't right." So he has, he does not do any of that. And this last one here, Riley, I'll let you take this one first because this is just peak Dan when he fires a side like he did the other night with Ohio State. He watches the first half where C.J. Stroud struggled a little bit. So he sits there at halftime and he sends out kid looks rattled and then fires Minnesota second half money line, which completely contradicts the bet he originally made. So Den will bet what he just saw and he'll oftentimes flip flop at halftime. And that's, that's just the sign of someone getting caught up in the game and the game flows so far and really not understanding the way that things might turn in the second half. So betting what you just saw, talk about how bad that is. Yeah, he, he, he probably, he does not know what the word regression means. (laughs) He looks, you know, he, like, like you said, I mean, you said it perfectly. You know, he, he, what have you done for me lately? What's going on? Oh, look at how good this team looks. Well, I mean, things have to continue going this way. How could they possibly change? Um, and that's pretty, you know what? That's pretty bad. Cause he had, I'm sorry, who played last night? Who did he have Minnesota Michigan. versus he had, um, what did he have last night? Was it Ohio state versus Minnesota? No, that was, that was the other night. What was the one last oh, night? That, was, big that was Thursday night. He had Sparty last night. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but, and you know what? And he, and again, he does, I don't even know if he realizes that he's middling himself there. Yeah. He's giving himself an open and a, a chance to lose everything. Yeah, he um, weaves a very, very uh, tight web that he needs to get through and live in, which is, you know, good luck with that. Yeah. Chris, we yeah. see this happen week to week as well, where Den will, he'll see a result maybe that he wasn't on where, where a team will pull an upset. Like, watch, watch him play Virginia Tech next week because they just pulled the big upset. So he'll bet what he just saw the previous week. He does this in NFL a lot. If... I mean, these sports are truly week to week and he'll just bet on what happened the last weekend without taking in the full season worth of context. And that's, that's a classic trap by the books more often than not. Yeah. Oh, yeah or I mean, he'll, he'll do, do it too. He'll fade a team. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. He'll keep riding a team that's supposed to re- or yeah, he'll not take regression. Uh, he'll think, Oh, this team's got to regress back, but no, he'll take a team that should win and they'll they'll lose and then he'll f- fade them the next week and then they'll win so he'll go oh and two 
he'll have these teams he can't figure out. He goes, oh, man, I'm going to fuck that team. They fucked me last week. I'm going to bet against them, and then they'll fucking rape. <laughs> and it's like, then that's not how it works, dude. And, and you know, vice versa. He'll, uh, you know, bet a team, and they'll lose, and then he'll be like, they have to regress, and then they'll lose again. <laughs> he'll go into betting, like, the Chiefs or the Bucks or something. So, And I know so we're they- talking about football, but he does this a lot in uh, playoff series, too where he'll go game to game and he'll flip-flop back and forth and he'll be on the wrong side just trying to guess uh, so he can really get himself in trouble there. So those are the four main ways that we had. So too much volume, too many bets, betting the same game multiple ways, waiting until five minutes before kickoff and getting the worst number, betting what you just saw. Those are all things that bad bettors do. And these are all baked into Dennis being a lifetime, you know, low 40s percent better so again all you guys on twitter den's hot den knows what he's doing maybe he'll have a good season not so fast you know what and matt also just really quick the psyche i feel like i want to go into the psyche of den go yeah you know, he is he is always playing in the hole he's always playing from behind he's always in chase mode and he resorts to taking you know what he considers to be the safe bet i mean he's been in debt He's, he's been in debt to Chris for I don't know how long, but the guy is li- – I mean, he's literally playing from behind every single time he bets. So he wants to go with the safe pick, and I'm sure most of the – you know, anybody listening that's gambled for a while, you cannot, you cannot do that because Vegas takes a look at these games. They know Oklahoma's a bit – you know, a, like today, they're, they're a big name playing against a smaller school, Tulane. They know that people want to bet Oklahoma. They know that Den – People like Dan want to bet Oklahoma. So he's already getting an inflated line. He's playing from behind. He's in chase mode all the time, and he just cannot dig himself out. He cannot get out. Joe, there's so many people like this that are living in the eternal chase mode, and we're probably getting a little (laughs) ahead of ourselves here, but you look at the first NFL slate, you know, look at what we have for Sunday night football. Everyone who's lost on all their parlays and around Robins. Oh, bears can't lose or the Rams can't lose to the bears. Give me this. I'll lay the seven and a half. That'll be my get it all back game. Monday night football Ravens road fave only four and a half against the Raiders. Like the books know the games at the end of the day that the public in the dens are going to chase on and try to get it all back. It's all, it's very hard to win when you're always chasing. Oh, 100%. And, you know, to go back to what Dave Sherapan says, like, nobody knows shit. Yep. <laughs> so why not just give that, give a little bait line out there and just have, let the public just absolutely piss? Hey, Matt, what did you say his, the Fade Den units are at right now? 52? Right now, since so we started tracking back in July of 2020, so a little over a year now, we are plus 56.7 units all time. And again, That's... we're laying minus 110 to fade Den. So we're still, I mean, I, I can give you the percentage here really quick, do some simple math. But um, Chris, go back to what, what Riley said a second ago about this guy has been living in debt to the book for so long that touch on what Riley said about his psyche of always being in the hole and always trying to win it back. Yeah, it's amazing to me um he kind of chipped away at it because baseball he doesn't bet that much he's been doing some payments but i just 
you guys are, I mean, you guys joke about it. I think it's a joke now, but I think back in the day when we first started, you guys were like, "Uh Oh, is Ben figuring it out? I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for five years almost. Like he doesn't figure it out. There's no figuring it the fuck out with him. Like he bets (laughs) the same way year in and year out. So if you're, think Den's on to something with his Christmas day miracle when all he did was bet favorites and overs and they happen to just all fucking win. Like, no, he doesn't put any thought into it. He sees a name like we already know. And we'll do this. We'll do a pod later next week. We'll all do like pick Den's pick one. Like there's no, he's not going to be on a sharp dog. He's not going to be on a home dog. He's going to be on a home team laying points. Like Matt just said, Rams are going to kill the bears. Riley even joked about it earlier. He goes, dude, the Rams win a hundred to nothing. Like there's nobody out there that wants to go put their money on Andy fucking Dalton. So, but <laughs> the ginger, I, I do. He's my the brother. Red, ri- the red rifle. <laughs> so the, the records in the units. So like we said, it's up 56.7 units. It's going to grow during football season. Like Chris just said, the question is not if Dennis will lose. It's just how much. And, and Matt, you know, I mean, Okay, what what the guy is so bad? Well, why does he keep gambling? Well, because he has to win sometimes, right? Absolutely, he does. He does. We've been we absolutely about this for the past few years. You know, he will have some streaks. I mean, he's I mean, it's a 50 50 flip, he's gonna have some hot streaks. But if you, I mean, grand, it's a, it's a grind and grand, grand scheme. It, it this is it's profitable as evidenced by the spreadsheet that's on the fade use site. Let's track it throughout the year. I mean, end of, I, I made a bet and I lost. I did do the three shots. I kind of want to make another bet that by the end of college football season, pro football season, fade den units are going to be at least 75. We're He's going to lose that, that bet. We have it yeah, at 99.5. Oh, you do. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's ambitious, but. Obviously, you're, you're you're not a, a listener of the podcast, Riley. You're just a guest. <laughs> I must have missed that one, dude. I must have missed that one. <laughs> but no, Riley, you make a, such an important point. So just anybody who thinks that Dennis is going to lose all his bets, don't fade Den. That, that's not what we're saying at all. He's going to win. I mean, he he's about so with what we've tracked right now, we've been we've tracked over 1500 plays. So if you want to talk about sample size, here you go. He's 45.7%. And I feel like, Chris, I feel like that's actually kind of good for him. I would expect the way he bets for him to be a little bit more low 40s. Yeah, well, like you said, you take out that freaking run he had on Christmas and he's probably is like 42, 43. That's 15 wins right there. Yeah. But yeah, that proves it proves you how how hard it is to be good and it proves how hard it is to be bad. I mean, even that's why everyone says you're not as good as your, your best day and you're not as bad as your worst day, even then you know, 45%, it's not that bad, but when you're, when you go long-term and like you add juice into it, it's really bad, but to be almost 55% fading someone like Matt said, you're, you're hitting at 54%. You're freaking paying the bills doing this. So if you're a whole percent better than the professionals, I mean, it's fucking amazing. We're, we've got, we're sitting on a gold mine. Don't uh, it's concrete. It's concrete. People want to come out here and, and post all these picks. Hey, come buy my picks. You know, look, you know, I'm, I'm the man. I'm going to make you rich. Well, they don't post a record. We got the record for fade down. We got the sample size. It's concrete. It's proven. That's what's so beautiful about it. Stay alive, Dan. Stay alive. <laughs> Joe, it, it came up when we were talking to Dave Sherapan and Chris says this all the time. It is so much. It's so much harder 
to win with your own picks than it is to win fading someone who's bad. And, and when we told Dave Sherapan about our fade guy, he said, Oh my God, take care of that guy. Like that guy is your, your golden ticket right there. He's like, yeah, put together some money just to get his balance down. <laughs> Square him up. Know, yeah. Or just wipe it. That's what I always tell Chris, dude, just wipe it, man. Who cares? We can't keep, let it. We can't, we cannot, we cannot lose Mr. Uh, Dennis. Keep this guy going forever. So, I mean, that's basically most of what we wanted to touch on. Riley, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? You, uh, you had, I don't know if you had some words about Dan or no, anything else to say, kind of put a bow know, on this. Just some adjectives for Dan. You know, I, I already touched upon him. He's, you know, he's addicted. He's stubborn and he's just, he's afraid. He's na- he's naked and afraid. He's one of the guys on the show, you know, just scavenging for food with no clothes and um, I, I feel for the guy because, I, I mean, it, it is slightly pathetic. He has to know he sucks. He can't let go because he's addicted. And, I mean, sometimes I feel like we're exploiting him. But, hey, I'm, somebody might as well, um, <laughs> you know, profit off of, off of his mistakes. Um, well, on that note, Chris, people get on Twitter and, oh, that's so mean. You guys, you, you fade him. And that's so mean to do that. Does he even know? Chris, you've tried to help him. You've tried to help him learn how to bet better and smarter so that you're not losing long-term, but he just does not change his ways. Like Riley said, he's a degen. He wants action and he's stubborn with the way he bets. Yeah. I mean, we've told him and he knows that's why when he, I picked up money from him yesterday, he's like, you're on Virginia tech, aren't you? Like <laughs> after he sent me <laughs> that he wanted to be on UNC, like he knows I take those, those sharp dogs, those home dogs. He knows. And he, he like, but that's the thing. Even if I told him yes, then that's a dumb bet you made on UNC. Let's take the Hokies. What is he going to do? Go over the top? No, he's already made his decision, and he's just fucking going to live with it. You know, he's going to take the top ten. So he sees a ten by the, he sees a ten next to North Carolina, and says, "How on earth are they only laying five and a half?" And bites the bait again. So again. Sure. If you guys, if you haven't, if you want the origin story of Den, how Chris met Den, who he is, is he a real person? Yes, he's real. Check out episode 33. It's titled The Book of Den. Really funny stories on on how these guys met Den, started fading Den, and how this has been just years in the making. So, Joe, final thoughts? I don't really have any. I just, I'm excited to ride Den and, uh, well, not ride, but ride fading then and uh, looking forward to this season being very profitable riley anything uh just to, to put a bow on the episode excited to see how this season plays out you know i'm excited to see how it plays out i think it's going to play out like the last four seasons um and that's exciting to me den i love you and i wish nothing but the best for you you're going to lose chris i'll let you get the last word it's one thing to have a den college football saturday but we absolutely cannot wait for next sunday for den's week one nfl action oh yeah it's the best it's the best time of year i you know we are actually yeah i mean people always are happy for football it's like but they're usually probably winning they just want to have action I'm happy for football because we fade the fuck out of Den and we actually make a lot of doll hairs doing this. So if you want to go with us, I mean, we'll do it. We'll try to track, you know, between we can go back and look at the Google doc between September and January last year and show you and track how many units we were up. But it's, it's, 
it's a lot because he lost he made so much on remember we, we did a pot after he had this christmas miracle and he lost like 20 or 30 units just in january itself i mean he got rocked with the bowl games and everything so guys fade him and and don't bet his units the same as your units okay don't fucking act like this is the same like when you follow people or fade people go bigger don't do your same hundred dollar units or whatever do 200 on fade den because you're gonna get a nice return on your cog amen all right that'll wrap it up chris last thing just remind people when you fade den sometimes you're gonna be on poop sometimes it might be poopy but sometimes it might be too late go baby go green wave yeah 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 This is Fade